recorded live at 4 Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM. And broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. Welcome to Zed Games. I am Paul and joining me tonight are my friend Zara. Hello! And Hazel! Hey! Very exciting. That was a lot of um, nice snappy syllables. I do like a, I do like a syllable or two when I speak. Um, my, f- my favourite syllables would be in Gunantikolobomesophile. That's my favourite word. Whoa. Yeah. You just had that one already? Yeah, oh, I always do. Okay. Uh, you, you know, you, you learn like a thing to like sound fancy or something and then you use it for the rest of your life knowing that you are just got that solved. You need a long word? That's mine. All right. I'm um, taking notes. Yeah. It's a, it's a good, good word. But... This isn't about uh, going to tickle over mess files. <laughs> this is about video games. Uh, and tonight is no exception. Uh, we will be listening to some news in a moment. And after that, I will be reviewing a game called Grapple Dog. Grapple Dog. Grapple Dog. It's about uh, grapples. Yeah. I was about to, I was about to ask That's exactly what it's true. about. Yes. Uh, and then Zara will be uh, reviewing a game called Survive. Yes. I'm very excited. You, you do seem very excited. There's a real pick me up there. Well, I'm just you know, I just like. So, so, well, you'll hear about it later. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, when when it becomes incoherent, like sort of like squealy noise, that's you know when something's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Just have to stay tuned. Just have to stay tuned. You know, like hear it yourself. But just now, I'm going to hear the news. <laughs> it's going to be good news. Yeah. Um, and brought to us this week by Hazel. Hey. Take it away, me. This week in gaming news, E3 is cancelled. This year's E3 has gone from in-person to online only to completely cancelled, per a report from IGN. The games industry trade mega show has suffered from pandemic-related issues in the last couple of years, and this year is no different, with the show being completely cancelled for the second time in three years. The news comes less than two weeks after this year's game developer conference went ahead in person despite online criticism of the decision. Jeff Keighley, frontman for the Game Awards, quickly stepped in after the news to promote the fact that his Summer Game Fest show will be going ahead this year. Unreal Engine 5 releases. Epic Games has finally released the much-anticipated Unreal Engine 5 to the public. The latest version of the popular game engine was announced more than two years ago and has seen use in some in-house projects like Fortnite and The Matrix Awakens, but this is the first time the toolkit has been available to developers and hobbyists at large. Epic promises that Unreal 5 comes with major technical improvements and new features ready for the next generation of consoles and game development. The engine ships with free access to resources such as Lyra, a multiplayer shooter game which developers can use as the base for their own projects and a huge library of assets from The Matrix Awakens. Epic Games' controversial royalty model will remain in place, although Epic has announced alongside the release that they will waive their customary 5% royalty fees on the first 1 million US dollars in revenue that a game generates. New Tomb Raider game coming. One of the first major games to be announced on Epic's new Unreal Engine 5 is a brand new entry in the Tomb Raider franchise from developer Crystal Dynamics. Not much is known about the new game, which will be the first since 2018's Shadow of the Tomb Raider, but Crystal Dynamics are excited about the gameplay opportunities the new engine opens up. Other titles set to develop on Unreal Engine 5 include future installments in Gears of War and The Witcher franchises. New Monkey Island announced for later this year. 
another Showstopper sequel has just been announced, Return to Monkey Island, a brand new installment in the classic adventure game franchise which is set to release later this year. The game was initially announced on April Fools, to the initial disappointment of much of the gaming world, but the first trailer has now released and confirmed that the game is for real. Not only that, but development is being headed up by the creator of the original franchise, Ron Gilbert, with help from much of his original team from the LucasArts days, under the banner of Gilbert's new studio, Terrible Toy Box. Gilbert has apparently been working on the game in secret for the last two years leading up to this announcement, which came as a shock to many fans of the series, as it's been nearly 13 years since the release of the last installment by Telltale Games. Now for some upcoming releases. April 7th brings Chrono Cross, The Radical Dreamers Edition to Switch, Demio, PC Edition to PC, and Green Hell VR to Quest, along with Slipstream for PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. April 8th brings Dream Vibe to PC. April 12th brings 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim to Switch, and Back for Blood Tunnels of Terror DLC is coming to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Additionally, there's Biota on PC, Planet Zoo, Wetlands Animal Pack DLC on PC, and Uragun on PC. That's all this week in gaming news. Thank you for that, Hazel. Yes, a very exciting week in the news there. Very informative. Thank you, me. Oh, yeah, yeah, go, go you and all that. Um, so, bet time. Does E3 ever come back? Uh, you know what? The environment is healing. I, d- I don't... The environment <laughs> is healing from E3. We're well, getting rid of it. <laughs> yeah, pandemic-wise, pandemic wasn't what killed E3. No. <laughs> I, I, it just... Help I push think it. this is an excuse yeah. to think, get rid of it. <laughs> I think it's like we realise that we don't need it. Well, yeah, sort of all the big publishers especially have realised they can just run their own stream yeah. for no cost and not do a giant multi-million dollar setup. Um, and then all the smaller people sort of latched onto things like the small, like, wholesome directs and yeah. then the small, smaller publisher things. Like It's direct marketing to the consumer now. Yeah, which um, I- quite like yeah it's easy to keep track of things I mean, didn't devolver just run their own stream last year like at the same time as E3? They, they always they have been doing that for about five years now yeah but it's they, an ongoing they were having story the devolver directs during um e3, e3 yeah. like during the actual e3 stream yeah. but now that aren't they just like like last year i thought they just they just did their own thing at the same time as they, e3 well, that's all because they they've never been part of the of the ESA. They've never had an official oh, okay. sanctioned one. They were always counter programming. I think one year they set up in a car park across the road and stuff like that. Um, yeah, Devolver does the Devolver stuff, and that's grand. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, also, speaking of Devolver, the biggest news of the year for me: um, Monkey Island, and doesn't have well, return to Monkey Island, but it's technically going to be three even though we already have a three it's being published by devolver which is another weird thing we weren't expecting it's um, the third game created by the original creators yes. in the style of the original game so we don't have confirmation of everything but ron has long said that if he ever made another one it would ignore the other games yeah uh despite the fact that the trailer actually has a character from the third game in it but i think he's going to take just some of the things he likes from the other games and still just ignore them as far as overall story goes. I've I've never played I've never played the games, but like I know about them as do like pretty much everyone, and I'm really happy for the <laughs> fandom. Like you will deserve this. Look, I um 
I, I am an acquaintance with Ron. He was my favorite person to ever meet and have any sort of relationship with because he was uh, as much as a gaming like god can be, someone that I just respected growing up and just like one of the first like celebrities I knew of. Aww. I was like, oh, wow. And like Monkey Island is a very formative game for me. But also, I'm not expecting this to be game of the year or anything. I'm expecting this to be kind of kooky, like adventure game with yeah. some highs and some lows, but yeah. just a cool thing to exist. Yeah. And that's, I'm so excited. Couldn't I mean, be more I don't excited. think adventure games were ever really game of the year bait, you know? Well, they were, but also basically what happened, ga- adventure games never got less popular. Everything else just got way more popular. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's, that, a, that's a good way to put it. I yeah, think yeah, there's a portion of the population who is interested in adventure games and they'll yeah, yeah. always be an inven- interested in adventure games yeah. and always will it's, be. It's me and a bunch of Germans. It's, it's the same as like those weird simulators. It's just a bunch it's of Germans and a couple of weird YouTubers people. that I used to watch as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do love those very niche uh, uh, simulators. Just Oh, they're wonderful. Yeah. I, why did I say wonderful? I just <laughs> wonder that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now uh, I'm actually going to review uh, Grapple Dog. So uh, this year has been intense game-wise for me so far. I'm normally trying to play about half a dozen games at once, with just as many waiting to start. At one point I was playing Kirby on my Switch, whilst a cutscene played in Ghostwire Tokyo. Anyway, the point is, I've overextended myself yet again. So really I need to make smart choices. And yet, there are a few shortcuts to my heart. Dogs? grappling hooks, and time loops. It's all downhill from there. So when I saw the release of Grapple Dog pop up on the Switch's eShop back in February, I was torn. I was too busy to play anything else, but it didn't even have a time loop. The missing ingredient, however, was 1am. Once my fortitude had reached the late night levels, I purchased the game without hesitation. Grapple Dog, the debut release by Medallion Games, is a platformer where you play a dog, Pablo, who has a grappling hook. It's all there in the name. So there's a plot about a great inventor that hid a bunch of powerful artifacts, and you've released an ancient evil, so you've got to get those artifacts before the baddie does. Riveting stuff. It's very light-hearted and right in my wheelhouse for amusement. One character is explaining the history to our hero, who sadly responds that this sounds a lot like lore, which cuts off the explanation, and we're mildly reprimanded for our inability to pay attention. That's me. Down with law. Um, also, since all the characters are various animals, the gibberish barks are delightful. Uh, and this is the sound of Pablo talking. No, I do like a dog. Why does he sound like he's in a cave? Uh, he is in a cave. He's, he's there at the... He's, he's actually under some duress there. Oh. He's, he's, he's a little bit scared and he's just meeting a new friend. Because uh, these are the important things we do. Uh, the graphics are slightly ro- low-res sprites with a thick, dark outline, close to what I might describe as a sticker style. It's cute and very readable. There's even a few options in accessibility to change the way backgrounds look in order to reduce the visual noise on screen for those really wanting and or needing some additional focus. There are six worlds in Grapple Dog, made up of a series of islands you navigate from a world map. Each island represents a level to beat, and you see your completion of the level, as each one has a number of purple gems to collect. Also, after beating a level, a nearby challenge will open up. The structure and navigation is actually very similar to the most recent Kirby game, with your collectibles being used to unlock the boss at the end of the world. One difference here, though, is that you don't have to play every level leading up to the boss. 
If you have enough currency, you can skip ahead. I found the game generous enough that I found myself opening the next world, beating the boss, and only then going back and playing the levels of that world. I don't know why I did this, but it felt good. The game generally feels pretty good, which is important for a platformer. Your grappling hook only fires at 45 degree angles or straight up, and the swinging feels satisfying, with good control and ability to lengthen or shorten the rope. Jumping is tight, and you can build up momentum by running for a few seconds. The most difficult aspect of the movement comes from being very deliberate. Bouncing off the wrong item or enemy might send you in a direction you weren't expecting, and there's not enough air control to necessarily recover, but it also makes the path to execution very clear generally. You've just got to get on with Grapple Dog's wavelength, especially when you complete a level and you unlock the speedrun version, which makes you very aware of how fluid and fast the mechanics can be, and at points feeling a bit like a Sonic game. Difficulty-wise, well, when the game first launched, there were two negative reviews on Steam, which I found quite illustrative. One claiming the game was way too easy, and the other saying the game was so hard it should be considered a precision platformer. The truth is somewhere in between. The first few worlds are pretty straightforward gameplay-wise, and most will glide through, but there's a ramp up later in the game, especially for those trying to collect everything there is, but there's some real challenge. The bosses, however, are a bit of a downer. They look great, and pretty much all of them take the form of scenarios where the boss is invincible most of the time, you have to dodge attacks until it reaches the stage of the fight you can re retaliate. Repeat two to four times. This means if you do have to redo a boss fight, you're actually spending most of the time waiting, especially since most of them aren't that challenging. Uh, but if the game does get too hard for you by the end, you, know, you can just turn on invincibility and or infinite jumps in the settings menu. It's nice to see these options just included for accessibility. The music by Jazz Mickle, also known as Queen Jazz, who we just played some of, is bloody awesome. Somewhere between an upbeat Toe Jam and Earl and Sonic. Funky, sampley fun, with one major caveat. Each world has one song, and most of the time it's only about a one minute loop, so you better like it, or you're gonna hate it real soon. <laughs> uh oh. You can't turn down the music, but um, I, I mean, I liked it, but yeah. It, couldn't get pretty grating if it's not in your wheelhouse. Grapple Dog is an extremely solid platformer with a few average elements. You can pick it up on PC and Switch for around 20 bucks Australian. It'll take you about 10 hours or so to play through and then a little bit more to put completionist if you want to. Uh, and that's my Grapple Dog. I what? am delighted and it's not just because uh you compared it to sonic twice uh grapple <laughs> <laughs> hog it, it doesn't quite have that like you're not going you're not getting the long speed runs yeah. you do get launched out of cannons a lot so Ooh. that that that's a Ooh. bit sonicy um but like it also looks like just like a really cute and quite a satisfying game to play which is important for like you said important for a platform where it needs to feel good to play it's one of those things where it's very much like wait wait for something like wait for something to line up hit the button then like you're not doing anything frantically you've got to sort of take your pace be very deliberate with your moves and if you do that you generally just fly through most stuff but it gets cool like there's the levels are just full of little secrets to find all those like hey, is a hidden, hidden path over here you make sure actually that's probably the other kind of negative that i forgot to mention which are you're not always clear of the way to go and you run into that problem of going oh no i've gone the wrong way and now i've gone through a one-way door and so the only way of getting the things that you've missed in the previous area is to restart the level. Generally, uh, it's okay, but I would say maybe one in four levels had a point like that where I was like, I wish you'd signposted this slightly better, especially since sometimes it's jumping into a cannon. I jump into a cannon and say, oh, wait, there was a thing over 
and you can't jump out of a cannon. All you can do is launch yourself, and that often just takes you out of the area. Drats. So um, yeah, but those are like growing pains. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny if I hadn't played Kirby like reviewed last week which is so good at making sure that you don't accidentally go into the wrong area i probably would have been even more forgiving of it in this game because it's just (laughs) kind of normal on this it's just that kirby was so good at not doing that yeah um but yeah both very good games and yes i give me a dog and give me a grappling hook and i'm happy all we need is a bit of time travel yeah there there we go we've got paul's perfect game okay and scale that's the other one i love scale. scale either being very big or very small Oh, okay, yeah, that yeah. kind of scale. Yeah. I thought, I like, don't know. Like I lizards. Thinking, I was thinking like lizards or fish <laughs> scales, and I was just like, okay, yeah. all right. Weighing the judgment of our sins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it really makes you think, huh? It really does. Grapple cod. Oh. There oh. we go. Go, go along with uh, bring. I think they actually did do a re-release of James Pond. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I completely Isn't forgot. A, a fish I, that shoots fishing line out of its mouth to grapple? Uh, oh, 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 reverse, fi- reverse, reverse fishing. Fi- reverse a fish. What there's is a, there's fish something you can there. fished it's a, you? It's a, a fish that uh, swallowed the whole fishing line and now it can just shoot it out whenever it likes okay. to grapple. Um, I, I, I kind of like that. And now I'm. I'm, I'm actually I'm, digging that. Yeah, I'm starting to get a little bit too far because then I'm like, and also you can get out of the. Um, out of the water and run around on surfaces because you've got six legs because you are a fish ant. Um, <laughs> and now we're just getting and way, way too far away from our place concept. And what about it? Could be an octopus. Sorry, it's, it's, that sounds tentacular. Uh, Zara, you have a review for us. I do. Is it one mm-hmm. we shall survive? I hope so. So perhaps driving up to a lake 50 miles away from town in a terrible awful storm wasn't the best idea. Maybe I should have checked the weather beforehand. Maybe I should have let someone know where the heck I was going. Unfortunately, I didn't do any of that. And now all I can do is assess the situation, figure out what my next step is, and survive. My car is totaled. Thankfully, I'm fine. I've got a couple of bottles of water, some energy bars, a trash bag, a few other bits and bobs, It's still pouring rain. The area I'm in is at risk of flooding, so I need to move. I at least have a vague direction to travel, but should I go towards the lake or down this really muddy path? Survive is a mostly text-based mobile survival game with enough visuals to add to immersion and a surprisingly complex combination of mechanics, easy to learn but difficult to master. So, Survive is fairly straightforward. You can select from a number of starting areas that promises differing levels of difficulty, whether it starts you further away from civilization or the terrain will be more challenging. The items you start with varies, your starting condition varies, and even if you select the same starting point, no run is the same. You take stock of what you've got, where you're at, and what options you have, which Boils down to gathering wood or resources, tracking prey, building shelter, a fire or rain catcher, crafting and travelling. Each action takes up time, energy, body temperature. Everything has a cost. You'll want to travel as far as you can, ideally during daylight, but you'll need to find drinkable water or create some. You'll need to look for food, 
but you're not guaranteed to find anything useful, especially in some areas. Raining, and you're starting to get dangerously cold. Shelter. Hungry. Your actions take more out of you. Repair your shelter. Hopefully you can make a fire, but oh no, 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 it's raining. Of course you can't make a fire. Maybe you should try to push forward. Maybe you should stay put. You have to weigh up your resources, your actions, your options. What could go wrong if you walk, and what could go wrong if you stay? And just travelling isn't straightforward. You'll have a choice of paths. One may head in a direction that could offer more resources, but the other is supposed to head towards a road, and you can travel a lot further more quickly on a road. And night is falling? You probably don't want to try to travel through thick forests in the dark, but it's getting awfully muddy where you are, and the rain is pretty heavy. Survival games can get pretty complicated, and text adventure games can be pretty hard to keep track of. And Survive does a pretty good job of balancing the two. With some simple visuals, a clear user interface, Survive streamlines some of the survival mechanics. For example, when you travel, you will always travel in the right direction, so you don't need to draw up a map to keep track of where you're going. Crafting is simplified, and your stats are kept to the essentials. But these decisions to make it more streamlined doesn't necessarily make it a simple game. There's a lot of things Survive does that doesn't really make it a true text adventure game. Images kind of get in the way of that, but it's not overdone. It's not overdone. It's enough to communicate the game in events. It's pretty minimal and makes it easier to navigate and visualize. And one of the things it does is also create a soundscape with a bit of music. Footsteps when I'm traveling. Rain building up to a storm. It's not much, but it makes me feel like I'm being told a story by a narrator who's getting really into it. I love text adventures, ever since I was a wee little type with those choose-your-own-adventure books. But it's easy to get overwhelmed. But Survive leans enough into it for me to take in each word and build my environment in my head, mind. But to also make it clear what I have, where I am, and where I need to go. One of my favourite things is that Survive is a really good game to play on a commute. A run takes maybe 10 to 15 minutes, so I can usually play a round or two on my way to work. If I have to abandon a run for whatever reason, it doesn't feel like a huge deal. But while I'm playing, it does take my entire focus. It's a game I've been playing on and off for a few years now, and it just seems to keep improving here and there. It's easy to pick up, easy to put down, but in between it's a joy to play and get my survival game fix. And look, not a lot of games has a dedicated achievement when you make the very hard decision to eat maggots. So Survive is just a perfect mobile game as far as I'm concerned. Survive is available for the Android and iOS, and it is developed by Juso Hiatalati. Nailed it. There we go. Crushed it. Maggots is just good protein. It's, you know, honestly, it doesn't get you that many calories, which I find extremely disappointing. Like, (laughs) I'm shoveling handfuls of maggots into my mouth, and it's like, oh, whoa, you get 15 calories? Like, come on. It it barely counts. It barely counts. It sounds like Zork, but a lot more harrowing. It's, it gets weirdly stressful. Like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll just play. I've been playing it a lot lately, um, because playing games on my computer has just been like, I can't do it. Um, but a survival mobile game, I'm just like, you know what? I'll just play it to unwind. Oh, no. I'm in dire straits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what will I'm I do? I'm in danger. 
is there is there ever any time matter in that or is it just um so there is like a progression of time but is, uh, it, is it turn-based progression or if you're like distracted on the bus oh it's like oh. it's turn-based yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah um like you you pretty much like it's i'm you know what i'm actually not too sure i feel like it's turn-based but each round is so short it's hard to hard to gauge if there's something else. If fe- it, either way, it feels like there's some progression feels, going on. It feels pretty hectic. It feels pretty intense because um, the game's like, oh no, you're hungry. You don't have any calories in you. How are you going to build a shelter? It's raining. You need a shelter, buddy. Your shelter is terrible. It's terrible shelter. Um, time, now to, it's time to lie on the ground, open your mouth, and hope some maggots crawl yeah. into it. <laughs> Get good. <laughs> Good. Heck, wow, okay. But <laughs> fair enough. Pro strats. Yeah. Pro survival strats. Uh, that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, I've been Paul. I've I've been Zara. I've been Hazel. I've and heard, I will be Hazel. Yeah. And we will be again. I like throwing you with an with a, a outro that you guys don't normally do. Yes. <laughs> so. so funky uh, night. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZEDGamesAU. See you next time. time.